so I thought, I didn't think, I know today we're going to be talking about colour. I'm really excited about this because I love colour. I love colour too. And colour is one of those things that we are so obsessed with. And it is basically the reason that we were inspired to start the pink room, in case the name didn't give it away already. Obviously, we love pink, (laughs) but we love all colours. And I think we both feel that maybe, especially in New Zealand interiors, there isn't as much colour as perhaps we'd all like. And we should just have more fun with it. And there's a lot more ways we can explore it. Oh, yeah. I do think that we are way too scared of colour. For some reason, we are quite reserved and we tend to make things very matching or, you know, we just don't want to step outside that comfort zone of the black and white, which obviously always works and I like it too. But sometimes when you can just branch yourself outside of that box, you will find the magic. The magic. The magic of colour. I always think that there's sort of three main groups of people when it comes to colour. And you can move between the groups, but you're pretty much set in your way. So firstly, I think there's the the neutrals and the monochromas dedicated to their whites and their neutrals and natural tones. And they don't usually branch out too much outside of that zone. Like they've got a very clear look. And then there's people, which I think we both are, the colour schemers. <laughs> yeah, I'd say we're both definitely colour yeah, schemers. Yeah, who commit to a scheme. But that can range from having like one pop of colour to having a scheme of like five or six colours. It sort of depends on your range of fearlessness maybe. Or And then there's the all the colours people. And they're the people who love having pops of all the rainbow bright colours and really, really pushing the colour thing. Which I don't think I actually am. I think I thought I was. And I think maybe some people might think I am. But when I look, I realise I actually commit usually to a few colours. Yeah, you do commit to colours. I think you definitely aren't all just rainbow brights. You do have a, more of a colour scheme and you had that quite reined in. Even though there's a lot going on, you're actually really good at like keeping it cohesive. Um, oh, thanks, Michelle. And, yeah, I, that's what I see in, in your place. And I'm in between, I reckon I'm in between, I'm definitely not the neutrals and monochromes, although I can appreciate the beauty of it. I find if I live with just that, I get bored within a week. I tried it because I've done, <laughs> I like the look of it in the picture. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, no, nah, I need to add in that bit of color. As soon as I add that color in, it's like I'm at ease again. It's like the world is colorful. We need to have that color. And that's just how I feel. You're actually so dressed makes... like your colors today because you're wearing a mustard cardi with a black and white striped top. Yeah. And red lipstick. And red lipstick. Yeah. yeah. You're totally that's... working yeah. your brand there. I'm working my brand. <laughs> And I'm wearing all black. (laughs) But you have red hair. But I have red hair, yeah. It works. Yeah. It works. The all the colours thing was a real obsession a couple of years ago, I think. There's there's people who still do it, but I think it was trying to be adopted into the mainstream. And there was a real change in the sort of colours of things you could buy things in. Yeah, things came quite really multicolored. Even you can see in some, you know, rugs and stuff. Yes, rugs went quite crazy and the color schemes. And I mean, I do think if you're pretty confident in knowing how to pull that look together, there's the odd one I think can work quite well. And obviously, it's all taste based. Like if you like it, then 
that's great. Um, but as a general rule, I think it is nice to have something that you kind of flows in your house. For instance, I love how much colour you have in your house, but in my house I don't have quite as much colour, so I can appreciate it, but I don't have quite as much. It's just your confidence level. You're just more confident in that than I am, and I'm less confident in pushing that much colour, and plus I don't know if my husband would be as tolerant as Sam is. <laughs> well, the Sam, Sam probably loves it more than like Mike. Like, see, Mike's a real white person, and I just can't live with too much white. So we're, we're compromising. Yeah, no, Sam likes the color mostly. He doesn't like the decorating all the time. <laughs> but I don't think it's a case of me being more. I think you're very confident going dark or going light. It's just a decision you make that what sort of colors suit you and what what you like to live with. Because I'm kind of the same, and I really, even though I have lots of bright colors I don't have the really bright colors like I don't tend to buy anything in the really pure pops of like turquoise or even yellow or even hot pink really I actually kind of stick to the sort of more muted versions that's actually quite a good rule of thumb too like if you love like this is how I try and think like if you say you pick up a color card and you love the color if you put it all over the wall, often you, you're not going to necessarily love it. So it's always good to sort of think that colour in the same like tone, but bring it down to a more muted version of it. Because mm. as soon as you put, like, say you love orange, if you do all orange walls, you're probably going to freak the hell out and feel like you're living in a kindy. Whereas if you, like, just tone that back a bit and look for a muted, more muted version, which you might sort of look at on the colour card and think, oh, I don't know, but once you've got it all over the walls, promise you that's where it actually starts to work yeah because I think when you look at a card it looks great and then when you have four walls surrounding you it's always more intense it's way more intense so if you go down a step then you'll usually find the color that you actually wanted though there's all these rules about how you choose a color and at the end of the day it's kind of like you should just do what you want (laughs) plus we're rule breakers we don't really follow rules not that much I mean I think there's some good uh, guidelines But not necessarily rules, because rules are boring. Who wants to live by rules? Yeah, when I first decorated my first... when I was 14 and my mum let me choose how to decorate my room and I chose, like, really deep magenta. Cool. That's actually really brave for a 14-year-old. Yeah, I had... um, It had purple... My accent colour was purple and then um, animal print, of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) But black and white animal print. Um, it was like full on. It was quite, um, I wouldn't choose it now, especially as I had a sort of basement room. So it was really dark. But then there's all that thing about it, that, like a color like magenta is based on color theory is ill-advised for a bedroom because it's not restful. It's kind of passionate and angry and not conducive to sleep. I do believe in all that color theory, like the essential color theory. Like I. I know that colour affects our moods. It definitely does. I think that if you paint a room a certain colour, it will completely change the vibe, the mood, how you feel, everything. That's why I think it's so important to put... That's why we're talking about this is because it is pretty much one of the fundamentals to your house is the colours that you use. And you can either make or break a a room or a vibe by what colours you choose. And like you said, yeah, red is the colour of anger and passion. So, so like, you know, we think of, when we when I think of red, I think of like 
racy and vibrant and stuff like that so that's why I like I like Red Lippy and you think of a Ferrari like that red like there's that kind of has that passion about it you don't necessarily want that in well maybe you do want that in your bedroom but um <laughs> just yeah, thinking maybe that. you, you actually do want that in your bedroom, bedroom but probably <laughs> but, but um yeah generally people want quite a calm feeling in their bedroom they want to be really restful so therefore you know they can choose like pale blues or um pale pinks or something that's like which can sound really uh lofty and kind of floaty and you know, you do have to be really careful. It doesn't end up just feeling like a little girl's room or a little boy's room. I think there's a problem if you follow those kind of guidelines too much, then you end up with something that's not really you. I've seen so many pale blue bed- bedrooms. I've seen some really lovely ones, and then I've seen some really just dull ones, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. For lack of a nicer word. Yeah. yeah, just yeah, and it can they can be. I actually, I, I've actually been having a real crush on pale blue at the moment. I've seen so many rooms that just nail it, but it has got lots of other stuff going on. So often I find in a bedroom, it's I think it's a little trickier in a bedroom because generally you've got just a bed, well, depending on the size of your room, you know, a bed, your bedding, you've got your drapes. You got your, you know, um, your dresses and the headboard and bedsides. So it's not that much. Whereas in, uh, say, like a dining room or a living room, you can co- kind of go to town because you've got, you know, whether you got a dining table and dining chairs and, uh, or in, the, in your lounge you've got your sofas and all of that. So you, there's so much more room to add that uh, vibrancy to it. Whereas I think bedrooms are a little bit harder to pull off in that way. You know, I find. That's why sometimes it's quite cool to actually inject a bit more colour into a bedroom. You've got to be quite confident with, yeah, otherwise it can come out being quite, I'm trying to get the right word, but it can come out to be quite dull and flat and boring and kind of like uninspiring. My bedroom's actually very small. It's only got really the space for the bed and the bedsides, you know, and then art on the wall. But the focus is the bed and unless you have like totally amazing bedding which you can also use to inject color there's not really much else going on and that's where wall color really comes into it I think I have a very colorful bedroom in fact my bedroom is probably the most colorful room in my house and some people that say like oh is it too busy because I have a sort of tropical print wallpaper on in my room like, is it too busy when you're sleeping? And it's like, well, no, because I sleep with my eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> but also at night, I, um, you know, at night you have lamps on and things like that. So it doesn't really impact. Like, I don't really feel like the busyness, if anything, I still just make it cozy. And because it is quite a small room, it's not too overwhelming. I love your bedroom. I want that wallpaper is amazing because I've actually seen a lot of tropical wallpapers and I'm kind of over a lot of them but your one's really amazing like I love the colors in it I don't think I'll get sick of that oh thanks no I'm not sick of it yet either even though I am a little bit sick of general tropicalness (laughs) I think it just again like trends can just get a bit done to death in it but you've um recently painted your room like your bedroom has been like redecorated like three times or something. I know. So twice, actually. Well, no, okay, I lie. So I started with it being deep indigo navy. So really dark. It went from beige to really dark. And 
painting it really dark was kind of like amazing because I realized I kind of realized then how transformative paint can be and I loved it for uh, probably even two years actually it was quite you know it was so dramatic and it was really lovely and it was sort of restful but I just yeah I just kind of got over it as as I do with colors and I wanted to change and I was toying with the idea of pink and I was toying with the idea of mustard because they're two of my favorite colors and then I ended up going with a I guess you'd call it like a tan color that's basically how I would probably describe it it's like a light brown tanny color it even looks beige in some lights to be honest but it's such a lovely warm color but I have because I did I feel like because I did the really dark that made me quite confident and more ballsy with choosing colors so now that I've gone the neutral I've been more confident and and the drapes that I've mixed in and the bedding and the artwork and stuff so now it's kind of got a very 70s vibe I guess but it's kind of slightly sophisticated because it's got full length um uh, New York pleat drapes in it and I've got like a beautiful mustard uh, velvet quilt on it and really cool abstract art on the wall so it kind of you let you kind of look at the color of the walls as it just pulls it together as opposed to being the main color so that's kind of how I've gone in my bedroom and I, I love it at the moment but you know probably a couple of years I'll get bored and I want to change it again because I, I do that of course no, no, it looks totally beautiful now. So I guess that's kind of like that 60-30-10 rule. So for anyone who doesn't know the 60-30-10 rule, it's like a rule of thumb for colours so that you would have 60% of your main colour, 30% of a secondary colour and 10% of a third colour. Though then there's also you can do 110% where you have 60-30 <laughs> and then a 10 and a 10. Yeah, because if you put in foot, you can do the full colours if you're yeah, if you're confident and you kind of know what you're doing. Yeah. Looking at like various rooms, I was like, oh, I do tend to err on that side of 60, 30, 10. I definitely always have two accent colors. I definitely don't do just a main color and a secondary color ever. Yeah. Ever, ever, and ever. I, no. And I think the reason, well, I, I was actually talking to a photographer friend of mine about the whole rule of threes because it, it comes in photography and design and everything like that and I'm no like you know specialty in any of this but I do know that like you know we have two eyes so we if you look at something and it's just got two colors it's so boring to your to your sort of yeah to your to your vision you're looking at just two colors it's so flat and you read it in like two seconds whereas you add that third color and it gives you so much more dimension to look at and and that's just so pleasing to us as humans. So we like look at it and we're like, oh, we can see that and that. And it pulls it together. Whereas if you go more than three, so that's why you have to be really confident if you do that fourth colour because it has to really tie in well. It has to kind of almost be so subtle that you, you don't notice it too much. And I think that's why that kind of all the colours, rainbow brights is so full on for some people because it's just too much. It's like an overload for your brain. Yeah, my pet hate has got to be the single accent colour, which is is like a favourite of real estate agents. Like the all white with the, that's like black and white and then they put red in? Yep. Oh, God. The red. I know. Can they, they not just change that? It's terrible. In fact, this house and my last house were both staged like that. They have a red, yeah, or a red kettle. Yeah, a red kettle or a red clock. And some red, red cushions and a red clock. And I, unfortunately, I think like, 
for me, that is like the reason I don't like red. <laughs> I so I've seen it used like that so much. Yeah, I, I am so the same because red can look so tacky. But then again, I've found this new love for it when it's mixed with pink. Mm, same, so like, or, or, or orange. Or orange. Like, so mixed with the right thing, I think red is actually, like, amazing. I had read this um, thing ages ago about red being, like, no room is complete without something red in it. Hey, I read that too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's kind of true. Because, like, sometimes I've been in a room and if there's been a little pop of red, like, even in a, in a flower, it's like, oh, wow, it really brings the room to life. So red used in the right way can be really quite amazing. But, unfortunately, it's been used in bad form. Yeah, I think that's it. It's just got a really bad rap and it's just been associated with these kind of, like, sort of desperate attempts to decorate that sounds so harsh it is a bit harsh but it's also true and and then I think that was with the thing when everyone got more into like colors and adding lots of colors then you could like buy things in more colors so then you didn't have to buy red because it was always like you'd go to you know if you're especially if you're doing things on a budget you'd go to the the warehouse and red would just be the color that you could get stuff in I was like silently laughing here, like I'm just so funny. It's so true. Oh. I feel really sorry for red, though. But like you said, actually, it can be used so well, and it's just got such a bad reputation, and it's got all these connotations, and it's not connotations of passion and anger. It's connotations of like tackiness and not having a clue. Yeah, because I always just think like when red is mixed with black, it's quite a tacky. I mean, I just think of lingerie, and I just I can't. Not not good lingerie. And poor Red, though. Poor Red. Poor Red has got such a bad rap. Now I'm now we said this, I'm like, right, that's it. I'm gonna try and get something red. Yeah, well, like I've got a red lamp with my pink and I love it. But by itself I hate it. But next to the pink, it's like it's so cool. Yeah, and like my is it Miles Red? Miles R E D D, I think it is. He's like the master at mixing red and pink. And he's got some really cool examples of that on his Instagram. Yeah, that's my favourite colour combo at the moment. My favourite of all time is probably orange and pink. Yeah, but it's so good. It's so, so good. Yeah, and I didn't realise how much I liked orange until I started putting it in. It was funny because normally I think of orange, I think of Halloween. So I I sort of would think, oh, I'm not going to put it in my house because it's like a Halloween colour and you put it in at certain times of the year. but the more I started actually putting bits of like burnt orange, so sort of a little bit more earthy, then I real I got a little bit more confident with it. And then I read a basically what orange means, and it's like so I'll re- read you a little description. The color orange radiates warmth and happiness, combining the physical energy and stimulation of red with the cheerfulness of yellow. Orange relates to gut reaction or our gut instincts as opposed to the physical reaction of red or the mental reaction of yellow. Wow. Aw, so like orange is like your best friend. Best friend. Better than red, better than yellow. Um, Jane Ashton, who's done the thing on colour, he commented on one of my things when I was saying I'm having this real thing with orange and red at the uh, sorry orange and pink at the moment and she said I think you'll find that's what you need at the moment so it's like quite interesting and I read it and I was like I related so much to pink and to orange and I was like oh wow this is that's why I need it right now that's fascinating so when Jane Ashton commented she was saying about that it was like psychologically what you needed yes psychologically what my 
brain and my physical being kind of needed so if you believe in that sort of stuff which I do because I've read lots of stuff and pink so another one is pink is claimed to reduce hostile violent or aggressive behavior and it's known to be put in prisons it's known to calm and it's playful and cheerful so you mix that within the orange that's why yeah obviously I needed that and it was just resonated with me so you're just gonna feel really good if you're in an orange and pink room really good I think that's why everyone feels really good in my hallway because it's orange and pink pale green they use it in mental institutions and unfortunately I as a child I I visited a few of them and uh, I just I cannot live with that color it jars with me really bad and yet they say basically they put it in there because it's associated with springtime grass leaves outdoors and all that so it's known to make you feel healthy and want to get outdoors and have sunlight for me it doesn't do that because I just now psychologically I just think of that place and I I can't deal with it yeah, I think pale greens and mints are very institutionalised because they are used in hospitals, dentists, even schools, I suppose. Yeah, I certainly don't go for those. I think my worst would be that sort of the buttery yellow. Yeah. I just That just makes me feel quite sick. I don't mean like as in that I'm disgusted. I just feel like it just actually makes me feel kind of queasy. It doesn't sit well with me and I never think it looks good. And I've seen like beautiful rooms especially in like sort of stately homes, that's maybe more where you'd see that kind of colour. And I still just don't like that colour at all. And I love yellow in lots of ways, but that kind of soft yellow makes me, ugh. But I'm the same as you. I don't like that buttery cup yellow. It's kind of a bit floaty and flouncy and I don't know, I just can't. Yeah, I'm a bit the same with that. I would never have told you I was a pastel person. Don't like them, not a pastel person. And yet I have pastels all through my house. But... I've kind of dirtied it up with plenty of black and I think that's the key to making it work and colors so you you know like you can have your pastel as your background but you've really and sort of muted pastels because there's a really bright pastels that's very well it's very Miami isn't it which is quite cool in itself but you've got to be quite ballsy with that yeah to make it not look like a kid's like you're designing like for a kid's bedroom yeah and I think it's just when the colors have a bit of yeah, like you said, they're actually muddied up a bit. They're dirtier and dustier. Then they work a lot better. I'm kind of saying I don't really go for the pastels, but I've seen it done so well and so in such sophisticated ways. And I do love that whole Miami vibe and things, but I, it's just not really for me. I think I always need something a bit punchier. Jen Showers says, Every room needs a touch of black, just as it needs at least one antique piece. I completely agree with that. Though I would also add to that that every room needs a bit of metallic as well. Oh, totally. Definitely metallic. You've got to have a bit of brass, gold or something. To something. Something. It, it just adds that, di- that another dimension without adding a colour, so to speak. Yes, yeah, so I was just going to say, it's like yeah. it, 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 metallics are colours and yet you could add them in and not disrupt your colour scheme. Yes. So they're that extra way of adding a dimension without overloading the colour palette. They are a must. They are. I love them. I love them too. But everyone loves them as well. Brass. Everyone loves brass right now. Everyone loves brass. Particularly at the moment, it's having a real uh, trend, brasses. So shall we move on to the next thing where we will talk about colour trends? The trend that just 
is here and it's here pretty much to stay is the white trend. How do you feel about that? I'm really mixed on white interiors because I think in many ways I love them and I think I see so many examples of people using white really well. And so they've got beautiful white walls and pale furnishings, but then they've just layered it up. But I think we talked about it maybe last episode about the texture. You've got to have the texture, you've got to have the layers, and you've got to have history if you're doing white. Unfortunately, I think so many people just err on the side of white because they're not sure what else to do or they think they want to live in a bright and light interior, which I can completely relate to. But they think that the way to do that is to paint everything white, but then they're not layering up enough or they get like a big dark gray sofa. That actually is like a pet peeve of mine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because it's so jarring to your eye because you have all this white and then you just have this one piece that makes no sense whatsoever because it doesn't relate to anything else in the room. No, it doesn't. And I find that really, I suppose it's disappointed actually. It's that whole like painting by numbers. It's so easy. It's so easy to just do white with an accent color. And kind of it always kind of works. Like it's not offensive. But the other part is it actually just has no personality. So you sort of walk in and you're like, Oh, this is nice. But it doesn't wow you. You don't walk in and go, Oh God, I love this. Like and that's well, that's what we want in our houses. And I'm pretty sure that most people want that in their house. Yeah. So I think you can do white. Um because you're gonna wow in other ways. You're gonna white is your backdrop to whatever yeah. you're doing in front of it. Is it you know whether that is like color or layers and textures or collections and or stunning furniture. But if you're just choosing white because you you're feeling that you don't want to offend anyone or you feel like it's the the obvious choice, that I feel like that is definitely the wrong choice. Yeah, because it can be seen as the safe choice because it, it is, because it, it generally always works. But like you said, it done well, white is actually really beautiful. Like it can be done, like particularly if you've got lots of like antiques and you've got beautiful rugs and you've got lots of lovely pieces and your artwork's colourful when you've got, like you said, all those layers White is, I mean, I have thought so many times about painting my lounge white because I do, I I love it. But then I don't know if I actually have enough of those pieces yet to pull it off. So I haven't done it, but that's not to say I won't in in the future. So I do, I think there's something to be said for white, but it does need to have that personality injected into it. Otherwise it is flat as a pancake. Some people are really passionate about their colors of white, you know, that, what the perfect I know that um I think Rosine black white is really popular white um this is in New Zealand colors um and I think Mount Aspiring by Dulux is another really yeah and Alabaster Alabaster by Rosine as well is so the black white uh, black white is is great for because it's it's quite a pure you know clean white it's and so Alabaster's clean, yeah. got a bit more yellow warmth to it i use quarter black white on our ceilings in this house and on the trim um if i put alabaster in here it looks really dirty yes you need like a pure white for trims and things like that so not all whites are created equal no and i do yeah i do think white can be really beautiful that just made me think of an instagram account that i just love and she's a lovely interior designer called Ange Dye and her account is the Untrained Eye. Oh yes, now she's got a beautiful oh beautiful. 
beautiful home and it's all black and white or white and black really and I just think the way she puts it together throws everything I say out the window (laughs) yeah she knows how to layer and she knows how to style really well and she's got all these dimensions within that this monochrome palette that's just so good and I I really appreciate that you know that's coming from the whole other side and it's it's just completely amazing and so so beautiful I'm always blown away by her images and I think wow if everyone who did white did it to that level then I would be completely converted so the flip side of white is obviously black or the dark side which we did touch on in the first episode but let's talk about that a little bit more in depth yeah that's definitely I think we said that is such a strong trend right now and Obviously, it's all dependent on whether you like to live in a dark room or not. But I think we put that question to people on Instagram and it was pretty well divided. It was. We both said we like to flirt with the dark side. We don't fully commit. And I still feel the same. I feel like in photos, I, I just love it. Like the whole Abigail Ahern look, I so love. So beautiful in a photo yeah. Mm. And I think it works the same way as white in that it's all about how you layer it up. If you just have a dark wall and not much going on, it just looks dark and kind of gloomy. It's got to look so rich. Yeah, you have to be a master of dark colours to really pull it off well, I think. Um, Cowboy Kate, which um, we had both talked about her latest um, mural that she did on her wall, which was amazing. Um, she's really clever at doing it and I don't think it's something that you can just dip your toes in you either go full hog and it be amazing and dark or you don't do it (laughs) I think I think it's yeah I mean but in saying that I mean you have got I've got dark areas but they're not they're accented with lots of white wall uh, sorry white ceiling and white furnishings and all colors and it, and it breaks it up completely, so it doesn't have that look at all. It doesn't really have that dark look. Yeah, that's the difference, I think. I have the same thing. Yeah, it's different. It's a different look to use a dark colour as a colour as opposed to using darkness as, like, an overriding theme, which I think is the bit that looks... The th- when you sort of go all dark, that's the really glam, boho, beautiful, indulgent, rich interior. Yeah. And you go all out and you do it. Yeah, and I agree. I think that's more successful than using it necessarily as a colour. So I had painted my entire house, every inside wall, dark when I first discovered Abigail. I was totally hook, line and sinker. I drank the Kool-Aid. I was right in it. I did the whole way in, in deep eggplant aubergine colour. I even did the ceiling. I did my fitting room in a charcoal, dark charcoal brown colour. The bedroom was navy. The dining room was brown. The lounge was mid to dark grey, or more of a mid grey, I guess you'd say. And then my workroom was black. And I loved it for the drama, but I didn't want to live in it for long. And I realised quite quickly that I need more light more neutrals and more color in my in my interiors I think in uh, in New Zealand the top dark paint color which I have at home 
which is a really dark blue and lots of people choose that one because it's a really good it's just a really good color it has enough color in it to look like a color but it's also super super dark and just I don't I don't do the full commitment so I never probably get the payoff of fully committing to it. Yeah, I think it's that that full commitment is what we're sort of trying to talk about is if you don't know Abigail Hearn or any of her stuff, it's painting the ceiling, it's painting the walls, it's painting the trim all out in the same and you're basically making it kind of all go into the background almost that the stuff in the room becomes the feature and it is a very particular look and I have toyed with it like I said and I, I loved aspects of it but yeah, I just didn't love to live in it living in it day to day is quite different to walking into a room and really appreciating the beauty of it versus actually living in it we can't really talk about color trends without talking about pink and pink is a color that i think we've already said we both love living in for sure but i mean the pink thing is kind of a bit out of control the fact that it's just been named millennial pink just just shows you how strong a trend it really is but the thing is uh, and we, I did touch on this, I think, in our, even the first one about how pink is really timeless. It's been around for so long and it's been used in so many older homes. It's a really classic. And it is about how you use it. Yeah, it absolutely. But is. at the end of the day, I just, I think pink's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And like plants look so great against pink. You just, you can't fight that. No, and plants are so now. So you need pink. You need pink. You need to at least do a room pink to decide whether you like it to appreciate it. Because I remember when I was trying to convince my husband that we needed a pink lounge and he was like, there is no way we're having a pink lounge. One weekend he went away and I painted the lounge pink. And he came home and he loves it. I really don't like the gender colour thing. Because I, I had that when I painted the hallway pink. I had so many people say oh, what does your husband think? Or I can't believe, I don't think my husband would let me. And one, I'm like, well, we don't let each other do anything. (laughs) (laughs) I can do what I want and he can do, you know, he can do what he wants. (laughs) Well, actually, that's a lie if he painted it away. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean. And also I was like, well, he loves, it looks great. Why wouldn't he like it? Like, it's just a colour. It's like any other, well, it's not like any other colour because pink is the best. But, you know, it's not a boy colour, it's not a girl colour. Like you said, it's a really classic historical colour in interiors and fashion. Like men have always worn pink and it's a great colour for homes. And I think it kind of makes me quite sad when I hear things like that because I'm like, no, we'll just paint your walls pink and, you know, your husband will probably really like it. And it's an education. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And I think that there's, if you love it, um, I wouldn't even worry whether it's going to be around. Because, I mean, it's, it's such a trend at the moment that it'll probably get to the point that people will be like, I can't do pink anymore. And, like, people will just, it'll be done. And um, But I personally just, I think I love it so much that um, I will probably always have some pink in my house somewhere. And like you had said, Evie, maybe in the first or second episode, I can't remember, about if you didn't have pink in your house, it actually wouldn't reflect who you are, your personality. So Yeah, which is maybe the most important thing when you think about choosing a colour is actually like what who are you and what do you like and what do you love? And even what do you wear? Because if you're wearing that colour all the time, you probably love it. No, I'm just saying that. I don't actually wear that much pink. No, and I don't even I don't suit pink because if I put pink on I look like Barbie. 
and it's not really <laughs> I'm just I, I don't wear pink but I really love the color pink it just makes you happy I don't know it makes me happy does it make you yeah happy? It yeah happy. it makes me so happy but I realize that that's awesome for me and everyone else can find their own colors and if they love it then I'm sure I'll love it too when I go around and they invite me around <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. It's just like exactly what we said last week about art. It's like if you do it with conviction and you're passionate and you love it, then it just shines out and everyone knows it and it looks awesome. No one's going to question it. No. Well, because you're authentic in what you're actually putting out there. You are, you know, you're just doing what you love. So even if like it's red, pops of red, but you're going really, <laughs> you go really hard with it and you love it because you love red, then I'll probably really appreciate that and I love it in fact show me I hope someone yeah please send us if you're someone who does red I really want to see how you do it because yes. I need to be in, re-inspired to like red re-inspire us please re-inspire us yes please so I guess like we can't talk about trends or color about talking about what's coming up in color I'm actually going to a color forecast but not for a couple of weeks so we can see if what we say is the same as what they told me I'm really digging those rusty warm tones, which is kind of my bedroom at the moment. I really want a rusty coloured sofa. I just am obsessed mm. with that velvety, rusty, um, I don't know, I just think it's quite timeless. I've I've never not loved it. So, um, and I think I've seen quite a few of them coming out. Me and my trend in particular has a sofa that I love. And I just want to lay in it and watch Netflix and eat snacks. Yeah, that sounds good. No, I love rust, rusty reds and oranges because they're so retro. Though I think the world's moving on a bit maybe from mustard more into rust and burgundies and the kind of more ready side of things. And even purple, and I've really found myself coming around to purple and I've never, despite my magenta bedroom a long time ago, as an adult, I've never really liked purple. I've never worn purple. So it's that's quite a new thing for me, but I really see purple coming through. I, I'm a bit the same with purple. I yeah, like did my eggplant hallway, which is was technically purple, and I loved it. But I'm much preferring the more lavender, like yeah, but subtle, subtler tones of it. So the lavenders mixed with plenty of the black and the brass and stuff like that it looks really amazing. Definitely need to find somewhere in my house. My house is just not big enough, actually. You're going to have to do AV. You're going to have to take one for the team and paint somewhere lavender. I know. I keep thinking I love that lavender, but I just maybe. But yeah, I'm obsessed with that color too. But it still would like maybe like lavender carpet (laughs) rather than walls. Yes. Would that not be amazing? Yeah, it would be incredible. But also apparently um, green, like bright greens and yellows are going to have a moment, like really poppy bright colors again oh wow in a different way cool I, I really look forward to seeing how people do that so what about the anti-trends so i'm talking like the feature wall are you a yay or a oh, nay? the feature wall i'm a yay for a feature wall me too <clears throat> i mean like people got really over them i think they were just overdone and i think again it was right now there's a real um trend for um for maximalism and excess. So why do one more when you can do the whole room and the ceiling and the floor, which I'm totally into and I love. But I think I still see there's a real 
space for a feature wall, especially if you've got like a small room and you want to do something quite extreme that can maybe make a room feel very small, but you could do one wall and it would look great. Or sometimes it's a cost thing, like if there's an amazing wallpaper, you just can't actually afford to wallpaper the whole room. And you can work a feature wall, and I think lots of people do. I think they get a bad rap because people went off them in terms of just doing painting a flat colour there. But, yeah, I'm pretty pro feature wall. And they got a bad rap because a lot of people, like you said, if they can't afford to wallpaper the whole room, they do one wall. But then I think where the problem lies is they don't pick up the colours in there and put it in lots of other places. And it's kind of like they might have all white walls with this really bright, colourful wallpaper and then put no other accents of that colour in the room. And it just doesn't make sense because you walk in and you're just like, oh, this is just like, all I see is this wallpaper and I see nothing else. And that's kind of not really appeasing to our eye. No, you've got to, you've got to follow through. And again, it's just commitment. And also not, I think the problem is when you have like a bold wallpaper, people get so convinced that that's bold enough that they don't need to then accessorize it. Whereas if anything, the accessorizing softens the impact or not softens the impact, but unifies the impact and makes it really great. (laughs) I couldn't agree more, Evie. Well said. And then the other anti-trend, the only one I really thought of, was the pop of red, which we've talked about heaps, because obviously that really bugs me. And um, on the thing of feature walls, and it's something I've seen, again, I'm going back to watching the block, is not a feature, well, it is a feature wall, but it's doing like blocks of colour, like a halfway up the wall or halfway around the corner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Uh, Mostly I just hate it. Mostly I just think, what? You know, why? Why have you left that space of white? Like, unless you're framing something. I've seen some really cool things. Um, Maybe that was Alex Fulton, maybe painted a circle behind where she has her floating bedside shelf. And it, like, frames it and it's really clever. And I love doing things like that. Like, colour is so great for doing things like that. But just for the sake of cutting rooms into sections, especially if you don't live in a huge house, it just makes things look smaller and weirder. Mm. And... Then you're also restricted in how you can place furniture and artwork because you've got these funny panels on your wall. So in terms of going on to choosing specific colours, I'm going to give you some little tips. When I was actually out with a friend a couple of weeks ago, she sort of didn't really know about a lot of this stuff, so I thought, oh, this is actually quite good to talk about. So tips on getting your swatches when you go to your local paint store. Definitely get test pots. But before you get test pots, I would say get your swatches and bring them home to see them in the light before you go wasting money on test pots. Yeah, Dulux does A4 sized swatches for free. So you can get four at a time and you you can't get them in the store, but you can get them online. So you could go to um, the hardware store and choose and then you can get your four top ones. And they're quite, you know, so they're A4 size. So they're quite a good size to like stick on the wall. And then you can narrow it down further before you commit to test pots. Because you cannot tell from a teeny postage stamp size. No, but once you get your test pots, I think paint out as big a section as you can. It's also good to sort of, even if you can, almost put um, newspaper or something around the other colour so it doesn't mix with the other colours you got on the wall because that can be really confusing to your eye. Because if you've got, say, like a brown wall and then you go and put like a red 
test pot or whatever on it the colors are going to jar with your eye so bad that you're just going to think you don't like that that color so it is good if you can try and sort of mask it out so you don't see it that's such a good that's such good advice actually i've never thought of that i was my sort of version of that is that you take a photo of it where you've cropped it just to the color and that's the other thing i do yeah yeah because then when looking through a lens you're not getting influenced by everything outside of the frame and you can see in a photo whether you're really liking how it looks yeah um and my other thing would be always putting a lamp in front of it because especially if you that's how you light most of your house or whatever light bulbs you kind of use so much of the time you spend at home especially in winter you depending on electric light so you can't actually just go by looking at the swatches in daylight you've got to really try the different lights because something might just look so much warmer or so much colder than you expected and I always either put like a picture like you know a piece of artwork on it as well like or a plant or something like that and it really helps you to go oh how's this room going to feel because this is what's going to be in my room and so I often do that um, I'll just stack it up against the wall where I've painted just so I can. And then, yeah, like you said, take a photo. And then I try and live with it for a week if I can get away with it. If it's really bad, I'm, I am I kind of know straight away and I'll just be painting over it. But I generally try to live with it for a little while just to see if I'm actually that committed to going full hog and painting that colour everywhere. Yeah, I, th- I agree. I think test pots are the way to go and and paint as much area. The thing is, I think if you once you've put the test pot on the wall, you're going to paint anyway. So you may as well paint a big area and it's like fine. And if you're not going the same colour, then it's like you already started. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sort of. and, and try not to overthink it because I think there's something to be said just for trusting your eye, following your gut, knowing that once you've actually painted it all out, it's so different than just one spot. So um, just do it. Just don't get too hung up about the logistics of it. It's just paint and you can paint back over it. And the transformation that painting a room out in different color does is so amazing. And I just, I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do. I think people think I have a painting problem. <laughs> yeah, you just need to follow Michelle and see how often she repaints, but also see how much it changes a room. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very yeah, cool. Yeah, colour is fun and paint is really fun. Really So fun. should we share a few of our – we've already mentioned a couple of people today, um, Instagram recommendations. So we were thinking about colour when we chose our favourites today. So we'd already mentioned the untrained eye. That's the underscore untrained underscore eye, and that's Ange Dye, and she has a beautiful – she's amazing – stylist um whose home is all black and white and definitely deserves a mention amongst all the the other colors because it's definitely a strong color theme in itself who are you thinking michelle i love um angela underscore the painted house so me and Evie actually both basically discovered her at exactly the same time, which was really crazy. <laughs> it's like we are totally kindred spirits. So we were um, just swooning over her house. She is really ballsy with what she does. And I just love the way she puts colours together and the furniture she uses. And it's just incredible. So her house is amazing. So yeah, at Angela underscore the painted house. And then another one is 
and we've mentioned her twice now and she's often called New Zealand's Queen of Colour is Alex Fulton and she is at Hello Alex Fulton which is F-U-L-T-O-N but we'll add it to the show notes and so she lives a bright and colourful life and if you love all things colour and really going really bold with your colour that she's in a great account to follow and she also runs a lovely shop so you can buy lots of stuff too and then I think we both loved as a sort of a curator of amazing looking spaces is Oliver Thomas and his account is at Oliver Thomas ESQ and he posts really luxe rich and colorful interiors but with a probably more classic bent or more luxury interior yeah he's really look. uses a lot of saturated color like if you like his hallway is emerald green all of it and it's really saturated and it's beautiful, but he's also likes to, a bit like me, having mouldings on walls, so quite classic. And But he's very fearless with his colour. It's just incredible. Yeah, it's so inspiring. When I look at accounts like these, I always think, oh, I can, I can push it so much further. And I will. <laughs> now, today. Not today. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any feedback or you just want to get in touch with us, we're on instagram and facebook at the pink room nz and we also blog and put new episodes up on the pink room please leave us a review on itunes to help other people find the show that's how people basically find us and you can you know leave leave an, a little review i know it doesn't take too long but we really appreciate if you can take time out of your day to do that because it makes us know that we're doing the right thing and getting some some more content to you guys we will be back with another episode in a fortnight and we hope you will join us and hear what we've got to say we'd love to see your colorful homes on instagram and join in on our new zealand hashtag as well that we've started for new zealand homes it's hashtag nz homes with style and we're just trying to get that community growing and just find more amazing homes and um, accounts that we can give shout outs to too yeah because i think a big part of this for evie and i is it's not necessarily that we are you know any more uh, specialty in this area than anyone else we actually just want to create this really cool community where we had this conversation and we talk about stuff that like our homes and, and colors and things that make us excited about it and, and so we really want your guys input instead of just leaving it all to us so it'd be really cool if you get in touch so please don't be shy yeah.